you're competing in 11 different events, ranging from informative speeches to impromptu, where you're given a prompt and you have 30 seconds to come up with a five to seven minute speech that you give off the fly. So that skill set training over and over and over again helped develop me. And it also gave me friends and it gave me confidence and it taught me a lot about just life. University of Alabama's Colorado College of Business is Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from people both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens on the show today, Dr. Adam Brooks. Dr. Brooks is a professor of communications here at the University of Alabama. I had the pleasure of meeting him last year after one of the talks he gave to the MBA program and the business school. I hope you enjoy our conversation. As a little bit of a backstory before we get into it, I want to sort of talk about how we met each other. So I'm a first year MBA student here in Manderson and Dr. Brooks, you came in and gave a presentation to us our first week, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I had the pleasure of being able to help lead a session for the launch of the program to give you a little bit of training on the front end. So when we say training, can you sort of tell everyone what you specialize in and what you teach here at Alabama? Yeah, so I am Adam Brooks. I am the director of the public speaking program here at the University of Alabama. I'm an associate professor of communication studies. So what that means is that I spend most of my time helping people make their ideas more effective. I do this in a couple of different ways. Like I said, I direct our public speaking course that has about 32 sections across and oversee a group of our graduate teaching assistants and work with about 1,200 students a semester. And then in addition to that, I helped found our speaking studio here on campus. So what that is, it's a space where people can work on their presentation and oral communication abilities. And most of the time, I help people with their presentation skills. Specifically, I work a lot with folks in the STEM background to help them communicate to non-technical audiences. But a lot of times, what I really do is help people clarify their ideas, get the kind of delivery that makes people want to listen to them, and finally, to calm all those feelings of anxiety that we know are so rampant, but that also hold so many people back. I think that's a great summary of what you do and just, you know, a small snapshot of how you contribute to a lot of different programs, not just the communications program here on campus. But before we dive into that, I'd love to touch base sort of on your own personal story. Where did you grow up yourself? So I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, in a suburb called Liberty. Awesome. And what was it like for you growing up? Were you a naturally outgoing person? Were you extroverted, introverted? How would you describe yourself as a kid? And I'm very quiet and shy now. <laughs> um, as a kid, I I was always a performer in some capacity, but I was really shy in middle school and junior high. I got I had a I had a a lisp. You can probably hear it now. And I think for a while, my parents sent me to a terrible speech therapist that told them that every time I had any kind of S sound, they should correct me. And so what ended up happening was they would correct me. Every sentence is one of the most common letters in the English language is an S. And so I just felt all this anxiety about talking in front of people. And I'd done theater work as a kid, but that's different because the lights are down and you don't really see the audience. You're, you're playing someone else. So then in high school, I fortunately was forced and with great pleasure took a speech and debate class in high school that really got me involved in that. I started doing speech and debate competitions. And that kind of set me up for exactly what I do and where I am now in my life. But I, I'm, I am very extroverted, but I can be a little shy, at least I used to be when I was much younger. 
I think that's great. And obviously, you know, speech and debate is very underrated, I want to say, because I did it in middle school myself. I, I did I was on a speech team, had a blast. I'm not going to say I was good because I didn't make the state what or anything. Events? What did you do? What did you do? The first one, the ones that we always did was like a rehearsed speech. So basically, you had to take a speech from the past, like in history, and you basically had to memorize it and like uh-huh. pretty much impersonate it itself. Declamation. Yep. Which I loved. I did uh, a Jimmy V. So one of his final speeches, I did one of his and I remember yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. that summer I went back home and I performed it for my uh, grandfather and it was something I was like, wow, I, I just did that. I memorized that whole thing. I can't believe it actually worked. So that's what I did, but yeah, I, I didn't awesome. do it, you know, in high school or anything like that. But was it like competitions for you yeah. and like representing your school? Is that how they did it? Yeah. 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 So I was on a, uh, my high school speech team. We would go out and compete at different tournaments every weekend. And then we would go to state and nationals and did all of that. And, uh, it set me up well. And that's actually how, so I was the first man in my family to go to college. And so it provided me with those opportunities. So, um, from then I got recruited to be on Bradley university speech team. And that kind of set me up for uh, a lot of success because at the time, and I think this is still statistically true, but Bradley university speech team was the single most successful collegiate activity in the United States. They had won more national titles than any other team in any sport um, at the time. So I felt like that was uh, kind of fun. That is why I didn't realize it was that competitive. So where is Bradley university in the United States? Yeah. So Bradley university is in Peoria, Illinois. It is a small ish private school, about 5,000 undergraduate students uh, located in central Illinois, about two and a half hours from Chicago, two and a half hours from St. Louis. And I got my degree in public relations and marketing from them. So Bradley university, you get there, you're on the, the, the team. What was that experience like for you? Did you like dive right into it or did you find yourself like falling in love with it? Or were you pretty much like, I'm gonna branch out and do a bunch of things? So I think like in terms of my overall, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with, with my life. When I got into college, I thought I was gonna be a presidential speech writer because right? I would love the West Wing. So I thought, oh yeah, that's what I'll do with my life. And I had really gotten into speech in high school. And I fell in love with it and loved that ability to get up in front of people and tell different stories and being able to create arguments that blend emotion and performance together in small ways. And just being able to own a room of 25 people just felt great. But it was also the ability that gave me a small scholarship. I was able to, to go to school. And the thing about that team experience is that when you're doing it, you're doing it that it takes all your time because every weekend you're traveling to tournaments at other universities. So you're going to get in a van and you're going to drive six hours to the university of Wisconsin, Madison, or you're going to drive to Wartburg college in Iowa, or you're going to drive to, we drove to Alabama and did tournaments there. So, um, I loved it. It took up a lot, it took up a lot of time. Uh, in addition to that, I was, I worked in our admissions office. So I was a tour guide. They called them the Bradley stars, love them. Um, and that taught me a lot about how to instantly connect with people, how to effectively pair a message with a market and trying to find the right, the right people to put them in the right place to create the kinds of conditions to make something successful. I then interned for them. Um, in addition, so Bradley is located 
did uh, Imperia, which is also the headquarters for Caterpillar, the heavy construction and mining equipment company. So I was also able to intern for them when I was in school. And I did an internship with the Chicago Auto Show. That's a, a very unique way to get involved and sort of use your talents across a lot of different fields. Did you find yourself growing mm-hmm. through the team or was it through all those other experiences where you're really like practicing those skills that you learned? I mean, both we were, so every year we would do five or six speeches that we would compete with. So you're researching, you are developing, you are, are think you're learning how to find the latest information out there because everybody else is competing in the same thing. So for the listeners that don't know, you're competing in 11 different events, ranging from informative speeches to impromptu, where you're given a prompt and you have 30 seconds to come up with a five to seven minute speech that you give off the fly. So that skill set training over and over and over again helped develop me. And it also gave me friends and it gave me confidence and it taught me a lot about just life that I don't think I would have learned coming from where I came from and growing up how I grew up. I mean, most of the most of the people that I knew worked for Ford and worked in the production lines there. So it was just, it was a different world that I was stepping into. Um, and I had to learn how to adapt to that quickly. So you graduate from Bradley University. What's next for you? Mm-hmm. So like I said, I interned for Caterpillar uh, and as an undergrad, and I also interned at our admissions office where I was in charge of our, our tours and our, so basically the capstone men and women of, of, of Bradley, totally not at that level. Capstone men and women are, wow, they're amazing. They're baffo. Um, but after that, I got a job at Caterpillar in a communication development training program. So they would move me to a different part of the business every eight or nine months. So I started off in research and development and this is about 2000 getting part of 2008. So if you can kind of like track the trajectory of the American economy, then I worked in corporate public affairs in the headquarters office where I helped develop our public, our speakers grow and help like write speeches and work with some of our doing like a media training for executive office, or I would work in, our like HR centers trying to do internal comms. So any one of those things, but it was 08, 09 and 010. Really wonderful time to work in corporate America. Um, I remember one of the first things I had to do was we were trying to craft a message for how to rescind job offers that we had made on campus because the economy was falling apart. So we were calling people in December and saying, you don't have a job anymore and they were supposed to start on january 2nd so like that was just heartbreaking like watching people i remember we went through a whole year of like rolling layoffs where you'd be laid off for two and a half weeks and then you'd be on for a week and then you'd be laid off for a week and then you'd be on for a week so it was one of those things that kind of um helped propel what i ended up doing next which was i'd been working there about two and a half three years and i got a couple of things happened for me. One was a my roommate from college, who had been a grad student at the University of Alabama, had passed away in a tragic accident. And what that did for me was have that moment of realization that two things, I could go tomorrow. My life could be over. And also, 
I'm the only one that's going to be responsible for my happiness, for what I want to do. Am I being fulfilled? Am I living up to my potential? So I was looking for any opportunity to do something different. I was like, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like where I am. I've got to do something. I don't care what it is, but I've been here too long. I got to figure something else out. And Frank Thompson at the University of Alabama called me up and he was the director of Alabama speech team at the time and said, Hey, I know you. I'm familiar with you. I've seen what you can do. I also know how you were as a coach. Why don't you come here and help coach our, our speech team at Alabama and you can help teach them classes for us. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll give you an assistantship. I had never been on campus. I had never watched a single college football game. I had never like, I knew nothing about Alabama. And I said, sure, why not? Let's go. And so I gave up my job and I quit and I moved across the country and I moved to Alabama and got my, my master's degree in communication studies here at UA. And from there, things really kind of took off. I fell in love with teaching. I fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with what we are able to do and the impact we're able to have on our students. And so that led to getting my doctoral degree. And then that led to a position here where I was fortunate enough that I was the assistant director of our public speaking program. And and now eight years later, here I am. That's Dr. Adam Brooks, professor of communications here at the University of Alabama. And thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're not a subscriber, do subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College of Business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide. <laughs>